Okay, we're rolling. Uh, hello there, Tabby here. Aries. There we go. <laughs> um, excuse us, we don't really know how to start these yet. Not yet. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, so I thought, you know, last time was really just stream of consciousness, and I want to maintain that. But I did take some notes over some things that I thought about during the weeks in between. And for inspiration, we watched Midnight Gospel on Netflix. Um, it's a show by, what is his name? Duncan Trussell. There we go, Duncan Trussell. Um, and it's a really like cool, trippy, philosophical, animated type show. Uh, so he interviews people and then after the interview is conducted, he kind of animates over it to create a larger story. And the main character kind of peeks in on different universes and different worlds and jumps into those universes. And I thought that was really cool because it really does feel like that's what we're doing here, just jumping into this universe and being the people we are. Yeah. I think sometimes... <clears throat> we forget that there's an absolute possibility that we're in that we are plugged into a video game right now and we're just so immersed in the game that we're playing that we forgot that there's a world outside of this yeah i mean the graphics are great so <laughs> i mean yeah um best fucking video card i've ever seen yeah so that really coincides with a lot of thoughts I had about what the universe was and you know obviously we can't know everything or anything but if you look at yourself from a det detached perspective like that like playing a video game it makes all of these daily stresses and pulls on your energy easier to cope with and yes well, I mean, you know, if you're playing a game, I don't know why Borderlands popped in my head. I've literally never played that game. <laughs> but if you play a game like that and you see the outer story, you as the player, you get you're immersed, but you're not stressing over the the plot. No, see, I've definitely I've definitely played some games where the where I got so into the rhythm of the game yeah. that like I had trouble sleeping that night cuz I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about the game. I, I and this is going to sound crazy, but the first one that pops, pops to mind right away is Rock Band, oh. right? We got into such a groove of playing Rock Band every day and, and the colors and the pressing the, and this is how this song gets played that like I would go to sleep and I would see the bar in my head going up and the notes going up. <laughs> you know, that happened to me as a kid, not with um, that. Actually, I don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> that's a trauma I'll talk about on another day. Um, but yeah, I guess the first game that popped into my head was that Walking Dead game that you were so, oh, so emotionally Oh, the Telltale by. Walking. Oh, it broke my heart, that game. <laughs> Jeez. But anyway, sometimes I feel like we're so inundated with, you know, media and um, stimuli, really. It doesn't matter what it is, that we fail to remember that we're like just in this game yeah we're not actually part of it we're just visiting um and 
I think that helps cope because once you realize that it is a game, then you realize there's a point of the game. And just like every video game, the computer will try to fuck with you to throw you off track, right? So I think about this a lot in regards to media because for a long time when I, you know, there was like an awakening process for me. Um, yeah, for everybody. And for the beginning of my awakening process was being very, very politically active. And not that there's anything wrong with being politically active, but I feel like politics is a game in a game, you know? Yeah. And well, everything's for show. All yeah. of it is for show. And like, the moment I took a more detached and less emotional connection, sorry for cutting you off, okay. um, I started to feel a lot more at peace because then I realized, like, I literally do not know these people. They might not even exist. See, at the end of the day, that's, that's the thing that I always come back to, right? The, the thing that drives me crazy is anyone feeling so secure in the knowledge that they have mm. that they think that that knowledge is absolute, right? So I don't think most people consider when they're scrolling through TikTok, when they're scrolling through Twitter, when that the people that they're looking at could very well just be a character, a group of 13 people who came together, a two writers and an actor and somebody who does filmography, right? And they all come together to produce this very curated content to give you an idea of a person who doesn't exist. Yeah. Not really. Um, not not in the sense of the way you and I exist, you know, day-to-day, day-to-day issues. And these are characters that people put on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're wonderful characters and the characters are very successful and more, you know, more power to them for doing it. But, like, I think people... I, I think the, the veil between reality and entertainment is so thin mm. that, like, at any given point, you could you could reach beyond the veil and pull anything out of TV into this world, and it won't like no one would even flinch, right? If I told if I told you tomorrow that Vision was a real person, right, from WandaVision, nobody would even fucking question it. At this, at oh, excuse my language, um, <laughs> like. Everything, everything that we think of as fact is just an agreement that we've come to. Yeah. We have, we have both decided that when we look at these pants in particular, those pants are blue. Our pants are blue for those who can't see. Um, or are they? But that might not be the actual, like, actual name for that color, for that material. Like, all of the things that you know, quote unquote, know for fact... Mm-hmm are things that should still be questionable to you. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you're branching off into two separate places here because linguistically, right, a word is not the thing. No, it just points at it. Yeah, and it's it's a symbol that we agree on, right? So if I say the word trash can, an image pops into your head, Mm -hmm. not the the word uh, trash can. Right. And we agree that that's called a trash can. But if we all collectively decided to call it something else, yeah. then that would be... It's a flugel from now on. Exactly. It's, a, it's a flugel, whatever. And that's actually a lot of, a part, of, um, part of a lot of speech assessments and language assessments on your ability to learn language rely on non-words. But right. that's a whole other topic. And the best, the best example I can always think of when, when it comes to, to that particularly is water, mm. right? If I say water, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But when I say water at you, you do not get wet. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Water water is not the is not the thing. Water like, is what we all, call the thing. It's all referential. Yeah, it's it's just a way for us to communicate. It's one of my favorite things uh from Alan Watts when he talks about a baby learning to talk. Mm. Right? That when a, ba- a baby's first word nine times out of ten is da. And people take it because the baby learns cadences, da-da, right? That they're talking about their father. But yeah. in reality, what the baby is doing is saying that. That, 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 He's just pointing to things. Like, what's that? What's that? Yeah. What's that? He's, he's trying to get a point of reference. And after a while of talking to an adult and they go da and you go potato, eventually the kid learns, oh, this is a potato. Mm. But that doesn't <laughs> mean that that's actually a potato that means that we've agreed to call it a potato exactly and um it's i didn't expect this to get very speechy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah for background i did study speech pathology um and are currently working that's my current trade i don't want to get into too much of my credentials or just my work life because like this isn't that Mm -hmm. um and yeah but it is all referential and just like a video game right to go back to that we jump into an agreed upon set of settings and circumstances and once you realize the patterns i especially see it in obviously in the past year and i think a lot of people who have quote unquote woken up in the past year are seeing these patterns more and more how we use media as a fear-mongering tool right and that's not to say that there are not casting yeah exactly casting that's not to say that there are not real threats in the world oh of course every day everywhere but you have to understand or we all have to understand that any piece of information that is brought to you someone may profit from your quote-unquote knowledge of that information so all of the information presented to you could be and in my opinion, is skewed. Oh, for sure. And I'll take it one step further. You don't like anything that you like. Mm. Not by choice. You don't like anything that you like just because. You like what you like by proximity. You like what you like because you were exposed to it. You like what you like because you were susceptible to the programming of that like, right? Every single person on the planet has been programmed in some way, shape, or form. And the way they got to you was via the things you liked. I got got via anime, 80s cartoons, breakdancing, hip-hop, metal, right? All the things that I enjoy. Mm. The messages that are tucked away neatly in in those things are in my subconscious. They're in my subconscious, right? When I, when I used to, like, I think back on, you know, early twitter days or like early like even aim like when you have when you had like your little bio i used to tell people all the time that i was just a combination of television characters that i mashed together right because i took sean hunter and i took gambit and i took all these characters that are like and i mashed them together and that's who i came out to be yeah and now i'm a 40 year old man and i have no idea who i am calling yourself 40 <laughs> i'm gonna be 38 in a couple weeks but why are you I, jumping I, the gun huh i'm trying to well i guess it doesn't because matter. then i don't have an existential crisis when i turn 40 i already be used to being 40 <laughs> now i guess that's one way to trick the mind numbers sure. numbers are just numbers they don't mean anything i'm 557 years old even numbers like when you think of 
the absolute nature of math, that doesn't translate to the absolute nature of numbers. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, because when you realize that this, the space between numbers, the same way the space between between atoms is infinite, mm-hmm. right? Except that they work in opposition. So the space between numbers gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller yeah. infinitely. The space between atoms gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Which is part of being in this ever-expanding universe or this ever-expanding universe simulator, whatever we want to call it. Um, Honestly, I don't But the know. more that I... And the thing that's so funny, like when I was a kid, you know, I grew up in that middle ground of... You know, I was a kid without computers, but then as soon as I hit like 12 or 13, computers yeah. got introduced into my life. Right. And once that happened, you know, I still maintained that like going outside to hang out with my friends or whatever, but I really got into The Sims like hard. Like I really yeah. got into The Sims. What do you mean I can do stuff without having to physically do it myself? And like the more I think about the world, it really is like The Sims. Like, Hi, baby. There's a little cat is outside we're in the backyard sitting in the sun for some reason i just feel more inspired to do these in the sun um which means we'll hopefully we'll be inspired to do them way more regularly yeah his will be in a more sunny place anyway <laughs> so let's see let's let me backtrack a little bit simulation i didn't like that but i'm glad we got there profiting off of your beliefs um i feel like maintaining a healthy detachment has helped me realize who and what profits off of me quote unquote knowing something right Mm -hmm. and i think that i've always had this this idea that when people see things that other people post on social media Mm -hmm. that it's things that they believe right and i feel like i just post things that i find interesting and I'm not, I don't like claim to know anything, but I've always had the intuitive feeling that people think I'm like a smart ass because of what I post. Yeah. <laughs> and I well, just find anything them interesting. That, the thing is like anytime you challenge anything, whether people believe it or not, it causes some level of dissonance, right? Because to some degree, shape or form, they have a point of reference in mind for that thing, mm. right? And that initial point of reference then determines their feelings on that thing forever. Yeah. Right? So if the first time I had cheddar cheese, I threw my gut I threw up my guts for like three days. Yo, I promise you I'm never gonna look at cheddar cheese the same way again. Yeah. Right? If that's the first one. Now if you have an okay experience and then the next one is okay and then the next one is okay, then you wind up having a neutral like a neutral disposition towards it. But say you, you know you find your new favorite thing then it can do no wrong and yeah. and people get and people do that to people right so they they meet someone and they have a good experience and they say, oh this is my new best friend now mm. this person's perfect they can do no wrong i love them right however i met you that's the way you're going to be forever yeah i relate to that i right? relate to that that's one of those things and i learned about that really really young i guess like 14 15 16 because i came up in the wrestling business and in the wrestling business whatever gimmick i met you under that's who you are forever right Mm -hmm. there's still people to this day to whom i am saber Mm -hmm. 
right? Even though I haven't wrestled the match in damn near a decade, even though I haven't shown up to a show in about like eight years, yeah. even though I don't really hang out with wrestlers like that anymore, I'm still that person to them because they cast me in a role mm-hmm. because that's the way they met me. And I feel like that's the way most people operate. I think that's why it's been so hard for me to uh, maintain long-term relationships because mm. I... I'm not afraid of changing who I am. I'm a af- I don't want to say I'm afraid, but I'm resistant to external change and I think that You're resistant to being changed, and, not to changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think part of that is like a very fixed sign nature, but whatever, I'm not going to blame all of my shortcomings on astrology. Just about 80% of them. Um and I think that since I'm so open to changing myself and changing my ideas and beliefs, um and that I exist in many different contexts. Yeah. So there are people that I've met in bars that I've never been in that vibe again. Mm-hmm. And then they hang out with me again and expect me to go to that same exact place. And it's not that I don't want to. I just am not there. And I don't force myself into a vibe that doesn't fit me. I feel like every single day that you wake up, not you, the universal you. As a person, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Every single day that you wake up, you're continuing the story of the last guy Mm. or the last girl, you know, last day. Oh, like you tap out. Yeah. And and, it's taking over this business. Yeah. (laughs) And and the the illusion is that it's like that it's like one continuous person, right? One continuous consciousness. Yeah. But. And I don't know, you know that that could be the 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 Gemini in me, but some I'm some days I'm a completely different person with a completely different set of worries and a completely different set of concerns yeah. and a completely different case, like series of wants. And the the problem is that again is is that casting thing. We do it to ourselves too. We have this idea, right? Not realizing that your part's already been written. Not the ingredients of your part, but like your story's already done yeah. because the future and the past and now are all happening simultaneously. They're just the present of future you, the mm-hmm. present of past you, but it's their present and they're all happening simultaneously. Well, it's all existing again. We talked about this last week, too. Um, last week. La- well, no, not last. Yeah, I mean, last when we were last hanging week. out. Yeah. 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 Um, that, you know, when you zoom out in terms of dimensions, really it's all geometric shapes, right? So the past and present all exist in the same shape. Right. The past is just that corner and the exactly. present is just this corner. Yeah. So it does exist in the same way. And in the same way, like, again, video games. I do not, I've never made a video game, but so maybe I'm assuming this is how it's done. Mm. But there's a computer code. Mm-hmm. And within that code are fixed points. Yeah. You can choose within the realm of possibility of that universe. Oh, this is like that. Uh, I was just watching a School of Life video. Mm-hmm. A School of Life video on the topic of willpower. Of um, what is it? What's the biblical? Uh, free will. Okay. Right? So it was, it was about free will. And there was a guy that was questioning his free will. And he goes through all these tests that he's trying to do to see... 
if he if he has free will mm. and the more the more he tries to impose his free will the more he realizes that the thing that led him to impose his free will was out of the control of his free will and there's nothing there's nothing to that and then at the end of the video what finally brings him a sense of peace is that he sits down to play a video game that he's played in the past before he's beaten all the missions before mm -hmm. he's done this he knows where it's going but he sat down and he was still able to enjoy it he was still able to get lost in the story he was still able to he was still able to uh, engross himself in the missions that were going on and that freed him up to realize that while I am certain that like the day of your death is written the day that you're born mm -hmm. right like the day that you come in your expiration date is set no matter what there there are factors that can that can adjust that right like obviously if you kill yourself right like if you kill yourself a week in then you won't make it to the to the but like I feel like there's an expiration date put on everybody the second that they're, that they're born and but just because just because there's an absolute end doesn't mean you can't get lost in the story enjoy the missions mm -hmm. engross yourself in the in the narrative and still enjoy your life right so it's it's both it's it's about not trying to control it right accepting that there are things that are going to be fully out of your control no matter what that have already been cast universally right we were we were all going to experience 9-11 together no matter what that was that was a fixed point in time but everything that spiraled out of that event right in your personal life in your familial life in your professional life those are all yours well and i think that's why it takes a detached perspective to to say and understand that everything is both and neither good or bad yeah you know, because like... It's a matter of your perspective. Even... God, even saying 9-11, I'm like, oh, should we talk about this? But... All it did was mention a date. I no, no, I know. But it's like anything that happens, like any huge world event, mm -hmm. some people end up better from it and some people end up worse off from it. And we could say that certain things that happened... are I don't even want to use a word as simple as bad negative yeah but are, are negative but the ripples affect everyone else differently yeah but that's that's what I mean so like 9-11 itself is a fixed point in time it mm -hmm. was something it was an event was going to occur a worldwide event was going to occur on that day no matter what it doesn't necessarily have to have been planes crashing into a boat like it didn't necessarily have to be that but there was there was a fixed event that was going to happen at that point we all experienced that collectively but we also all experienced that individually right so you have you have the collective awareness of where everybody was like oh never forget and let's rebuild and let's mm -hmm. help each other right that's the collective part of it but you know so and so lost their job so they started drinking so they right that's the personal that's mm. the that's the personal part of it but both those realities exist simultaneously Right, your per your personal reality doesn't override the the general reality, the the collective reality, but it doesn't make it any less real. Yeah, exactly. And I think we can even, you know, it's obviously pertinent to twenty twenty. Like some people 
some people 2020 was the year that their eyes opened in a new way right and that their way of thinking changed forever um i know nothing makes sense to me anymore (laughs) but nothing made sense but in for me personally in kind of a very freeing way yeah well it's a very like nihilistic like it's just i just realized now that nothing is true Mm. not not in the sense of when i say the word truth what you think or what most people think of when i say truth right they're thinking absolute truth yeah i don't think anything is an absolute truth i don't think i don't think right like water's not wet things get wet when they go in water Mm. it's just a different way of like i don't think i don't think there is a true statement a wholly true statement that exists in the universe i can agree with that and i think that if you look so if you challenge yourself to look through that lens of nothing is true right then you see how we're collectively played all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) because and also i want to i want to amend and just because everything just because nothing is true does not automatically insinuate that everything is false Mm. that's that i just i just think that our perception of true of what the word true means is wrong but i feel like our perception of a lot of things is wrong right time space distance there's so many concepts that we've separated and compartmentalized or conflated together that they no longer have the meaning that they were intended to have and thus when you're communicating with someone you two could be having completely different conversations at the same time with each other yeah because you can't so the theory of mind is something that uh develops in a kid when i believe they're around seven Mm -hmm. and with the theory of mind is just the knowing that people have different thoughts likes dislikes beliefs than you right mm-hmm. have a different base of knowledge so that's why when you talk to like a really young kid and they try to explain something to you it doesn't make sense because they assume that you know everything they know yeah but theory of mind it continues to expand when you realize that your perception you can never um download your perception into someone else so that they can understand you yeah 100%. you can never conf- you can never confirm yeah and it's a See, g- but this is the, and this is the thing that drives me crazy about anything, right? Like, there's nothing, there is nothing on this planet that you could absolutely 100% confirm on your own. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's just nothing. You could tell me everything that you know. I could agree. I could disagree. That's all fine and good. You could tell me that this is a fact and this is not a fact, and the Newtonian physics proves that this, this, and that. But again, those are term. That's terminology that a group of people has agreed to, but. I'm positive, like 100% in my heart, that if I were able to interface with the universe and speak with the universe on its, on it, in its language, in, in the way it understands, that the universe would not conform to my way of thinking. The universe would tell me this, you know, this thing is X. There's no, there's, there's no, there's no way for us to confirm the intentions of, of creation. The intentions of creation, so interesting. Right? Like, we could say that we understand the way things work, and we might have some pretty spot-on speculation, but there's no way for me to confirm it. And I think that that's the point. We all have to realize that 
we collectively agree to subscribe to specific illusions. Yeah. Right? Even when you think about the spectrum of light, you and I as humans cannot see every color that exists. It's impossible. There's science is, you know, I can't even say proven because what is proven? Science has alluded to the idea that more colors exist than we could ever perceive. So really all we agree just like language, we just agree on illusions. Yep. We agree that working hard in a job will bring you success in the future. This is something we agree on because it makes us feel good. Or maybe not even illusions as much as illusions to allude to a thing, right? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Illusions versus illusions. Yeah, alluding to. Um, yeah, so right. it, that makes sense too. And that so that agreement is then passed on generation to generation mm -hmm. and it becomes indoctrination, which is where we are now, where we, you know, not to go whatever we agree that politicians work on our behalf yeah. many people agree to that illusion but if you look at money and where the funneling of resources goes not just resources because there are more resources than money where does our energy go where is our energy leaded right when you or led leaded oh my god um <laughs> Speech pathologist here. Um, everything we watch in the news, every piece of media, everything that is paid, like that money is backed by, is meant to lead you emotionally somewhere. And that's because that emotion and energy is currency. At the end of the day, if there is money involved, if someone stands to profit mm -hmm. off of me knowing or not knowing a thing, then it is my responsibility as a human being with the ability to, to think freely, to, to self-govern, to control my own emotions. Mm. It's my responsibility to then question the thing that I'm being told. And the problem is at some point, like we just, we just stop. We stop updating the files, right? We learn gravity works like this. Check, I'm done, I learned it. I never look back into it. And then, you know, you go on a little bit further in yes. your education and maybe you start learning some physics and then you go, oh, wait, gravity didn't work the way I thought it worked. It actually works this way. Then you start learning maybe a little bit about quantum physics. And then it's like, wait, maybe gravity doesn't work the way I thought. Maybe it works this way. Right. That's what you're supposed to do with everything. People, places, things, every word that you know. Right. It's supposed to update every so often. That's um, it reminds me of a, <laughs> a TikTok that I saw recently. Um, about the the phenomenon of the the collective thought that we live in post-historic times that history is not currently happening <sighs> and I really never thought of it that way but when I saw it I was like oh my god it makes so much sense because if you realize that every moment is history like we are in history right now mm -hmm. then your motivation would be different because we'd want to progress. Instead, we found this really strange, stagnant moment where we're like, let's just keep doing things the way they are, even though it's not working. But let's just keep doing it and maybe it'll fix itself because history's done. Look, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Everything is finite. Everything changes. Everything breaks down. Every single thing that exists meets entropy. So you may not want to hear this. You may not want to believe this, but eventually the American experiment is going to end, right? I'm not saying that America conceptually will end. I'm saying the American experiment will end. Mm -hmm. America as we know it 
will change and become something new. Mm-hmm. It might get a new name. It might not. All the all the borders might disappear, and then it, it'll just be right. It's going to change, and every single generation, every single group of historical peoples thought that they were the end of people. Yeah, but they're not, and we won't be, right? Even even if a fucking meteor comes down, crashes down to earth, wipes everything off the face of the earth, and there's nothing, eventually that, that bacteria that exists in the ocean is going to bubble up and it's going to get brave and something else is going to come on land and evolution is going to start all over. And there's a lot of people who believe that that's happened more than once. Well, it's kind of like that, <laughs> that evolution video game. A sport. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just what point do we reach? And some people suggest that the next step is transhumanism. But my um, my point was that um we are recording history with every single day that goes by and eventually the American the uh, the American experiment will end and I promise you there will be a textbook that points to the last like 5 or 6 years as a significant chapter. Mm-hmm. And what led to whatever the next significant change for the country, for the world, for people is going to be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, people, I'm sure there are people who argue that that's happening. I'm sure that people can argue that it has happened before, that we're like in America 3.0 or some something like that. Because there are huge events that change everything. And we might be living, I mean, I'm sure we're living through a huge event that is changing everything. We just don't see the change yet because... You know, we're, t- we're conditioned. Well, and we're also conditioned to have, like, instant gratification, mm. right? So we think, like, oh, if the zombie apocalypse is coming or whatever the hell, then, you know, today, regular business as usual, tomorrow, apocalypse. And that's not really how it goes. No, it's never it's never <laughs> overnight. Um, and also, like... And no one's going to announce it. It's just going to happen, and you're just going to live your life as whatever is closest to normal that you can achieve Mm -hmm. in that new setting but ultimately right history is being written every single day we just don't recognize it and again people always think that they're that they're the end that they're the pinnacle that they're at the good time yeah because they don't have foresight they don't realize that the actions of today lead to the outcomes of tomorrow well you don't see the racetrack until you're off of it you know You're running the racetrack and you just see what's in front of you. It's 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 the discussion of dimensions again, zooming out and zooming in, and um, and I just think that this ride would go a lot smoother if we once in a while just detached, mm-hmm. you know, and just said, "Wow, this game is fucking wild. <laughs> this game is wild as hell." Yeah, and it would be cool if everybody got a chance to play. As opposed to being forced to be part of the program that keeps the program running. Yeah. Like it's really, it's really, it's really both. That like, at this point where where we exist right now, technologically speaking, there's really like not a need for anybody to work. I'm not saying that people wouldn't work. I'm I'm positive that whoever you are out there who's listening right now, you love what you do and you're doing it because you love it and mm-hmm. it's in is dear to your heart etc etc but the question that i always come back to is if i had been born in a different world under a different set of circumstances would i still have wound up liking the things that i liked 
with unlimited access. Mm. And I promise you, for most people, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot out a percent, but for most people, you wouldn't be doing most of the things that you're doing right now if you had unlimited access from the beginning. Yeah. Right? Sure. I may have wound up a gymnast or a professional beatboxer or a hot dog man fucking with a car, depending, you know, on unlimited access. Yeah, I think that um once not once, but it's wild to think about the idea that we have enough technology to have a perfect world right now and we just don't. Yeah. <laughs> just 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 because just, just because there's a world bank. Who the fuck who is everybody in debt to? <laughs> Can somebody explain this to me? Like I I know enough I know enough about economics to understand that there is a world bank and that we have a system in place but like why do we still have the same system in place as people who didn't even have calculators like one could argue that that is what this uranus and taurus transit is breaking up though the idea of what financial institutions look like and what even commerce looks like you know because thing is that really makes me sad i made sam rocks <laughs> i made sam rocks um <laughs> the thing that really makes me sad is that even i do it we at the thought of change we default to thinking that it's going to be negative shout out to the sam rocks girl but oh, i love that kid but in reality there's potential for good in everything and i think that the yeah. point of fear-mongering is to put you in a certain vibration so that that bad thing or good thing comes to pass and i think this leads to the media thing we we're talking about whether or not media predicts things or mm -hmm. plants seeds that we then grow and fertilize okay. with our energy so i'm going to loop it together right you know how earlier i was saying that uh, the veil between entertainment and reality like you could reach across and pull anything yeah. out from entertainment into the real world and no one would bat an eye the reason for that is actually the entire reason entertainment exists right so the entire purpose or at least the the way i analyze it the entire reason entertainment exists is to put a point of reference in your head mm. Right. So that when you experience this thing in the real world, you don't second guess it. It doesn't cause dissonance because you already saw it in the Avengers movie. Yeah. You already saw. Right. So it's real crazy when, for example, like when I first started getting into meditation and they started talking chi, uh, I, I like instantly I was like, oh, you mean chakra. You're, you're talking about Naruto. All right, cool. I get right. As soon as you have the point of reference, it makes sense. It clicks and then you can apply it in a way so that's why entertainment does what it does it is intended to go here's this idea that you'd never thought about and now it's in your head and now i can reach across the veil pluck it bring it into the real world and you'll accept it because you already have that point of reference and i think that that's where we will start realizing that we're power like how powerful we actually are as individuals and as a collective we just don't have a target the target has been set for us by media and I, as more people kind of you know wake up from the dizzying haze of media consumption and hyper stimuli we can direct this thing like we yeah. are like i feel like we are not only bow and arrow collectively not, not only can we and should we but like for real for real we deserve techno utopia 
We deserve it at this point, right? Right now, you should you should be able. Oh, butterfly! Um, you should be able to. I don't know, like lose a limb, jump in a in a bacta tank like a Star Wars, and regrow your arm. Like that's just like. But the people who have power, and by power I mean the ability to restrict us from mm. getting access to things, because that's really all power is when you break when you break it down. Right is the ability to go. No, you can't have water. That's my water. Yeah, and I think that it's a really important note. So the reason that people tend to disbelieve that those in power are in power is because you're referring, or most people are referring to the puppets. Politicians oh. are not in power. Oh, they're yeah. puppets, and they're puppets who don't even know what they're being directed towards either because they were the ones that yeah. were so easily influenced by they get a check and exactly. then and then and they then say they whatever what... whatever it is that that check tells exactly. them to do so when we're talking about you know those in power who restrict us it's not politicians i would venture to say that most of them don't even understand what they're being used for and again it goes back to the thing that i was saying about tiktok you scroll through tiktok you see this person who seems like a lovely person you assume oh i relate to them they're a person but it's actually a team of 13 people who mm -hmm. came together, right? So politicians are the same way. Actors are the same way. Anybody anybody who's got any semblance of like real fame. I'm not talking about like your local Twitter celebrity that has like 30,000 followers. Not like that. I'm talking about like the the A-list globe hopping in at every party. Like yeah. those people. Well, look at the ones who advocate for things. Look at the ones who address the public as if they are ones to give advice. So those are the ones that are being used. And again, look at what they're trying to sell you. Look at what they're trying to get you to believe and why. Yeah, why? Why? Most why important. Why the fuck would Jennifer Lopez give a shit what I do with my day-to-day -day life? Yeah. There's, right? There's no reason other than she stands to profit by what you do yeah. with your day-to-day -day life. And the thing is, like, they, they have to also uphold an illusion of freedom. But if we even see, like, Britney Spears is a really good example. That poor woman was not free. She was, she was imprisoned. And a lot of these celebrities are imprisoned by contracts, are imprisoned by, um, God, what is the word I'm looking for? Blackmail. Extortion. Extortion, thank you. Um, a lot of them have no choice but to uphold these contracts because these people in power have something over them. And I, I've, I can't, I don't have any links, but there have been some interviews I've heard where they explain exactly how how they blackmail a person when they first meet them and then they got them. Oh, it's it's easy. It's really it's really easy. It's it's almost it's almost exactly what drug dealers do, right? First first hit is free. Mm -hmm. Second hit, come party with me. Mm -hmm. Third hit, I got you hooked. Now you're mine forever. It's the same exact thing, right? So what they do is they first of all going looping back around, right? Through entertainment, we get sold this concept of fame. Right? fame leads to success and money and power and all this stuff but we don't realize that that fame is actually a cage mm. right fame is everyone is looking at you at all times so how do you get any how do you how do you wipe your your behind right <laughs> when everybody's looking at you yeah and right? i mean even on the micro like yo so, just go ahead so right. they so they get you to a point where everybody's looking at you right mm -hmm. but then while they're bringing you up to that point where everybody's looking at you they get dirt on you they put you in a situation 
where you're having so much fun, where you're so carefree that you do something you normally wouldn't have. Usually that's going to include some drugs, some alcohol, some, some, uh, some situation, something that's going to incriminate you, uh, cause you to lower your inhibitions. Right. And then you do a thing. And then once you do the thing, they hang that over you and get you to do another thing that's worse than the first thing. But now you're doing it under the pressure of the first thing being revealed. And you just dig yourself a further and further deeper hole. And deeper. And then yeah. you're stuck. Right? Like, I would never want to be famous. I, I, I don't mind the idea of having enough money to do the, like, to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. But, but fame. Yeah. Seems like a nightmare. Well, and then when you, I was watching, probably last year, I was watching this video on, um, the abuse of child entertainers, right? <laughs> that was our lovely girl. Um, so most of these, you know, or it is said that most of these child actors, singers, whatever, Disney stars in particular, are heavily abused. And then there are the images of these abused children are on billboards, are on TV. So children now, without knowing it, are seeing because you know you can see in the eyes you can see everything from the eyes so now these young kids are watching these disney shows and and now they're like i want to be like that idolizing the abuse exactly without realizing i want to align myself with this abused person because they don't know that they're abused so it 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 brings you in yeah without knowing it's a way to coerce kids and the same way we even i've talked about this before why is it that Child characters are played by adults. Um, child, a lot of child characters are played by adults. Yeah. And when you think about that, oh. it makes it it shows you that kids then are being trained to be attracted to adults. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when when I I had no business at twelve years old having thirty year old men on posters on my wall, yeah. but I did. Yeah. And then right so. That's a big part of, like, why relationships, particularly in our generation, are so are so broken, right? Because little boys and little girls were taught two completely different set sets of what is romantic, right? If you look, if you look at old '80s movies, old '90s movies, right? Men were taught to never take no as an answer if she says no no you just keep chasing Mm -hmm. you show up at her house with a boombox and you play the music really loud it's romantic they'll love it yeah i really can't stay and then but but then all those generations of little boys grow up thinking oh this is right you listen to the music and i won't even get into like lyrical content because most of the time you absorb things that are really beyond your years and you don't recognize it until you're a full adult, right? But people want to act like that stuff is new. Like you go, you know, the the Call Me By My Name, whatever the, the Lil Nas X song is, mm. right? People want to pretend that that's new. That that's a new thing. <gasps> but when I was a kid, music wasn't like that. But I got a little poke coming through. That that was when I was a kid, right? And songs like, and you could take it all the way back to songs like uh, uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. Right. If you really listen to us, I understand that maybe the intentions of the time don't allude to this. But if you listen to them now, 
That sounds really rapey. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying that that was the intention of the song, and that at the time period that that's the way people thought. But but it is implanting an idea into your mind of what how interpersonal relationships should go, how courtship should go, yeah, how, what romance should be like, right? Yeah. And then slowly over time, you know, we've eroded the idea of what actual connection is to the point where it's just like these meaningless encounters that we have with people and not even just sexually but again yeah, like just I day was saying day... like meeting someone in a bar right and, and you have a fun night with them and, yeah. and now you're friendly my best friend way, and now you're my best friend and then you hang out two weeks later and you're like oh I actually don't like you at all yeah I didn't oh I didn't know about I didn't know that the way you are at the bar is the way you are all the time yeah or and it's and we're not taught to communicate how we like we're not taught to communicate about how we are to people because we're not taught to reflect on how we are we're not taught to reflect on who we are so then we're just these beings that respond and constantly the, respond and i think a big part of that is because we're taught that we are a fixed individual mm -hmm. that we're a fixed form yeah. and like i said tomorrow when i wake up i'm gonna be a completely different dude yeah. I'll remember everything that happened today and that's going to inform on what I do tomorrow, but... Well, and you hear it in your everyday life, right? How many times have you, like, t um, gotten back in touch with someone from middle school or high school and then you hear that, like, oh, you changed. Like, yeah, you did I was didn't? supposed to. It's like, been 15 years. It's been 20 years. It's been whatever amount of time. And it's like, bro, I changed from last week. But that's also the micro, in my opinion, the micro uh, version of post-historical right like we we're not we're not changing anymore this is done well and the the problem there is is with the misinterpretation of who we are mm. right so we consider ourselves our meat suit yeah as opposed to the awareness the consciousness that exists within the meat suit which means we in and of ourselves are non-tangible we're not a thing that can be grasped mm -hmm. right but because we're locked in this fixed meat suit, we think of this as who we are, right? So people, because this is who I am, then this is who you must be, mm -hmm. right? And it's it's a misconception. Y you are the ether. Yeah. Right? You're not something that can be bottled. We're all made of star stuff. Yeah. We're just... And I think that that's meant to be a point of connection rather than separate us ultimately i feel like ultimately that is the lesson that while while especially for like somebody like me who regrets a lot of of their younger years right has a lot of regrets about the things about the things that they've done and the things that have been done to them mm. um has taken a lot for me to realize that there's no sense in that there's there's no sense in having in having the regrets because it doesn't make it any easier to not have them but there's no sense in having the regrets because i'm not a fixed thing yeah right 
I'm not that thing that I was when that thing happened. That thing was a product of, or that person mm -hmm. was a product of the circumstances that they had available well, to them at that time. And they made the choices that they could make with what was available to them at the time. The awareness that they had available, the options that they had available, and what was available at the time. Even your body is not the same body, right? Every seven years, our cells are completely different than they were seven years before. Um, and I... I think that the idea that we are more than our body lends to connectedness because have you ever been on a train car where some something funny happened and everybody just busts out laughing? Oh, yeah. That's right? like some of my favorite memories. Oh, man. Some of my favorite memories are not being able to look at someone because you, I want to laugh. Exactly. And you felt before, like, I've had that moment where something hilarious is happening and I look at the person across from me. And we yep. both catch eyes at the same time. And that little moment of connection, like, to me, it just feels like the tethers of my, you know, my spirit or essence or whatever is literally just tapping them. Like, Well, see, I, I mean, it's always going to come back to the universal washing machine to me. Mm -hmm. um, so for those of you who don't know, um, I don't believe that God is an entity. I believe God is a place. Okay. And that place is where all of consciousness comes from. And it exists as a big pool. I call it the universal washing machine because I feel like it's always in motion. And parts of your essence get mixed in with the essence of others. Right. And every time you incarnate, you come back as a new version of yourself because of those parts of the other people that blend into you. Which uh, is why the podcast is named Universal Laundry. Right. And so it's my belief that when you have an attraction to a person, and I don't mean a physical attraction necessarily. What I mean is like the vibe is right. Mm -hmm. It's because you're picking up a portion of yourself, however minute, in that person's essence of yourself. And so your red sock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so your essence is trying deeply and hard and as as fervently as it can to reunify itself because it wants to be whole. It wants to be part of that collective consciousness. It wants to know everything because right now it's experiencing reality as one thing mm -hmm. when it knows it can be everything. Right. And that's and that's why we get pulled towards each other. That's why there is a, like a magnetic pull to the people you really vibe with. Yeah. Or at least that's my belief. I love that. I think actually that's probably a perfect place to end it. Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, just. Yeah. I mean, we are all this connected thing. And, you know, this is why, although I was hesitant about, you know, putting myself out there and making my Instagram profile public and Bless you. <laughs> why I was hesitant about all those things it really is bringing me these amazing connections and like thank you everyone who DMs me with your insights and who I get to like chat with it's really nice because I've spent the majority of my life do not perceive experience, me. Well, yeah. Not wanting to be perceived because my experience with being perceived was one of misunderstanding and yeah. frustration. Yeah. Because, you know, I've heard my whole life, you're so smart. You're so capable. You're so, uh, you have so much potential. Yet when I express a belief, yep. I'm met with, well, that's crazy. You think too much. 
uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it, it, per, it brings this weird paradox inside of me that's like, but I thought I was smart. Why wouldn't you give any weight to anything I say? Right. So, I'm smart. Not, why won't you listen to me? Yeah. And not that I, um, not that the validation is most important to me, but it's much appreciated. Yeah, but also like it, it'll, it'll cause again, it'll cause a dissonance in you. It'll cause a type of trauma in you, right? Because if somebody tells you that you're constantly right about everything, but then when you present something, they tell you you're wrong, it, it jams yeah. up your systems. Yeah, and this is where my like this. This perfectionism has uh, infected my life so much, which I'm working through and becoming a more joyous person who does my best, even if my best is 50%. But yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so this was fun. Yep. And thank you, everyone who listened to this point. Um, you are? I'm Tabby. Can be found at? Uh, I can be found on Instagram at Tabby Luna. Um, and that's all I'll share for now because my TikTok doesn't really have, it's only me singing, nothing uh, philosophical or anything like that. And this is? Um, Aries. I could be found at War God Art on just about everything except for TikTok, but I'm working on that too. Um, yeah, and hopefully we have a whole bunch of new content coming out, um, like podcasts and art and just fun, trying to live as creatively and authentically as possible. Uh, shout out to Batista. As always, shout out to Dave Batista. And we'll see you next time.